Hi, and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are Katie and Beth, PAs and doctors in medical science on a mission to help you get accepted into PA school. So if you are a pre-PA, you are in the right place. We have spent years working at PA programs and on the admissions committee at PA schools, which means we were the ones reviewing CASPA apps and deciding who to interview, interviewing and deciding who to accept. So get ready for some solid advice and mentoring to help you get into PA school. Before we get started, we want to tell you a little bit about our background and why we started this. During our years working at PA schools, we saw so many applicants that made mistakes on their CASPA apps and in their interviews that cost them a seat or an entire cycle, if not several cycles. We don't want this to be you. There is so much noise out there about how to apply to PA school, and we saw so many candidates take bad advice and because of this, missed out on starting PA school. Beth and I hated seeing this, so we started Pre-PA Clinic and this podcast. Now, between our application to acceptance course, CASPA app editing, and everything in between, we get to make sure you are the most competitive, strongest candidate so you can start your dream career. The PA profession needs you and your future patients need you, so let's go and get into today's episode. Please join us in welcoming physician assistant Alyssa Hamill. Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. To get started, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so uh, yeah, my name is Alyssa. I am currently a emergency medicine physician assistant. Um, I am born and raised in Orlando, Florida, so I've lived here my entire life, um, and I'm currently living in a COE, uh, and yeah, I went to UCF for undergrad, and then I went to Novo Orlando for PA school. Amazing. So Alyssa, you had a very unique path to PA school. Tell us about your pre-PA journey. Yeah, I'd love to. So I actually found out about the PA profession my senior year of high school. I shadowed a orthopedic PA, and I had no idea what a PA was, but my dad came home from an orthopedic appointment one day and said, Alyssa, I met some girl today. Her name was Alicia, which was really close to my name. He was like, she was so cool. Like, I, I, I don't know what a PA is, but I think you'd be really interested in this because I knew I wanted to go into medicine. So I shadowed her, found out what a PA was, fell in love, and realized... I want to be a PA. That's it. So I actually attended UCF from 2012 until 2016. In my sophomore year of college, I found out about this club called APA, so the Association of Pre-Physician Assistants. And that also gave me a lot more information about the PA profession. And I did that up until my senior year. And then my first cycle of applying to PA school was actually after I graduated. So I first graduated in 2016, and then I first applied in 2016 after I was already out of school. So I intentionally waited like for a gap year, essentially. So my first cycle was in 2016. At that time, all I had underneath my belt was as a physical therapist tech or aide, um, which was honestly probably my favorite form of pre-PA experience. And then from there, my second cycle, I unfortunately did not get accepted in my first cycle. But my second cycle in 2017, I was a medical scribe in the ER, which is where I fell in love with uh, emergency medicine. And uh, I applied again that cycle to anywhere from 10 to 12 schools each cycle, did and get in. So then my third cycle in 2018, I became a chief scribe in the ER. Um, I left my scribing experience after two years, went to EMT school, and then became an MA at a cardiac clinic just to kind of diversify my experience and really try to make myself a little more well-rounded to get accepted. Unfortunately, my efforts did not go over very well to where I actually am a four-time applicant. So my fourth cycle, I applied to PA school again in 2019. At that time, I was in medic school. I was an EMT and an urgent care, and I went ahead and went back and took biochem. So I think the combination of those three things really, really helped. And yeah, I got my first of two acceptances to PA school that cycle. 
Yay. Awesome. And you kind of mentioned it just now, but what were the top two things that you might have changed between application cycles that you think really made the difference in your acceptance? Absolutely. So I think the biggest thing for me, and if I if I knew then what I know now, I think I would have gone back and done EMT school a bit sooner and then gone to medic school right after. I think medic school made a really big difference for me. There was only, I think, three or four medics in my PA class. And everyone had different experiences around the table, absolutely. But I think that my experiences and knowledge from medic school kind of set me apart from a lot of my classmates, just because it's just a wealth of knowledge that you learn in that year of medic school and it's applicable medicine, which was really, really helpful. Um, So I think that's one big thing that really helped change my ability to get accepted or make a really big difference. And then the other thing that I I don't regret anything. I love my journey, but I think something that I would have done sooner had I known then now is I would have gone ahead and retaken classes. I, I know the reason why I didn't get in all those cycles is because my GPA wasn't the strongest, despite all of my experience and hours. And so I once I took biochem, got an A in biochem, I think that was the big difference because other than that, I only took one other postback class. And it was actually my first and only C that I got in Oracle 1. <laughs> that was not a good class for me. So I, I would have retaken more classes to try to boost my GPA. I think that would have gotten me accepted sooner. Yeah. And mostly that's to demonstrate to PA schools that you're able to handle the material and the intensity and, and that you have a solid foundation to build off of in PA school. Absolutely. That's actually what they grilled me on the most during my interview to the school that I ended up getting accepted in. I vividly remember the specific question of, okay, I see in order one, you ended up getting a C. How, what are you, how are you going to be able to handle like five, six order ones at time at one time? Like, classes that are of that intensity. But yeah, I specifically remember that question. And I was like, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) So reapplying and the CASPA cycle in general can be an emotional roller coaster. How did you keep yourself going when you felt discouraged each cycle? Honestly, I think uh, it was probably just the way in that I was raised. My dad always kind of raised me to never give up on something. If, if you have a dream, just no matter what, keep going and eventually it'll come true. Um, and I hope that after four, four cycles, that can kind of be a living example for others that it might take one or two cycles, hopefully only one or two for others. But even if it takes three or four, um, I I don't know. I just I just knew that I wanted to be a PA more than anything. Um, and I liked the way that they were trained. Um, I never met an unhappy PA. So a lot of things for that kind of just really solidified my decision to do so. And I always told me, I joked that like, I it didn't matter how many cycles it took, like I was going to be a PA one day. So I'm glad it only took four, not five or six, but it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, as long as you keep going, going for it, like it will happen one way or another. Absolutely. Oh, just love that. Excellent wisdom. What tips do you have for pre-PA reapplicants who may be facing the same sort of situation you were in? Um, absolutely. Honestly, to never give up. I, I think it's funny looking back now, um, a lot of those times, because I'm not going to lie, it was very hard. There was a lot of tears that were shed. Each rejection, even by my fourth cycle, the rejections that I got, they still stung. There's no way to necessarily make that feel any better, but it definitely still fueled the fire like towards the passion of getting that one yes. I think my biggest tip would be to just show up every day. And, and honestly, with a positive attitude too. Like you might 
find it really, really hard and find it really frustrating because the process is so rigorous and it is really disappointing when you like work so hard for something and they get rejections, like having really high hopes of getting accepted. But I, looking back, it was kind of like a, almost like a roadmap, so to speak, in terms of every single one of the experiences that I had that someone might look at as kind of a bump in the road, if you will, having to pursue different things because I kept getting rejected. Every single one of those experiences I had set me up for success in the future. So little examples of that would be a lot of the experiences that I had prior, they ended up being preceptors for me in PA school as a PA student. So there was two particular experiences that I got to have that nobody else in my class did because of previous like connections and networking. So like, for example, I was the only one in my class that got an ICU rotation and it was because I self ID'd with a preceptor that an an ICU PA that I had met before PA school. Um, Otherwise I never would have gotten that opportunity. And then even now as a brand new grad going straight into emergency medicine out of PA school, like down here, it's kind of, at least in Florida, in my area, it was, it's a lot more um, challenging. Usually you have to do a fellowship first or like really know somebody and Sure enough, I ended up getting hired to work at the emergency room that I worked at as a scribe. So it was like the best full circle moment in the world because I actually worked there as a scribe for two years, went back as a paramedic student, went back as a PA student, and then got hired there. So that was really, really special. But who would have known back then, like as a scribe, I never would have thought when I was working those long hours. And I, I mean, I was working anywhere from 40 to 60 hours a week. And there was days where I was like, oh my gosh, I can't just get into PA school. Do I really want this? I questioned it a few times. Looking back now, like I'm so glad that I did. And it all paid off because I would have never gotten this opportunity or the other opportunities that I've gotten from the other experiences as well. Oh, 100% true. And we tell reapplicants all the time, like, yes, the journey can be really difficult, really discouraging, but there's a reason for everything. And when you are sitting in your seat at the PA school that you chose and that chose you on your first day of PA school, you're going to be like, you're going to have that aha moment where you're like, ah, everything happens for a reason. I'm so glad this was my journey. And I'm so happy that it came down to this school. Absolutely. I live by that fact. I I mean, I can't tell you how many times throughout these cycles and throughout PA school and now post PA school that I said everything happens for a reason. Like it is absolutely my motto. And switching gears just a little bit, you currently work in emergency medicine. What do you love about your specialty and what are the cons about your specialty? Ooh, I like that. I like that question. So honestly, what I love most is that every single shift I've had so far has been different. I never know what I'm walking into. Like there's not two shifts that have been the same at all. And I really like that it kind of keeps me on my toes. So instead of being in like a very, very specific form of medicine, it's extremely broad. So I'm learning something new. Like I wouldn't even say once every shift. I mean like the whole shift, I'm learning something new every single shift. So I really enjoyed that. And then I also really like the people of the ER, like they're their own breed, I've learned. And so I really enjoy their personalities and how much you're kind of a team. It like forms kind of a trauma bond with some of the the people, like the patients that come in and everything. Uh, It's really, really fun. And then the cons, hmm, I would say I'm not the biggest shift. So the fact that working in the emergency room requires some night shifts here and there, probably a little bit of a con for me. But other than that, honestly, I don't really have names to say about it. I knew all along that I really wanted to be in the emergency room. Like it kind of feels like a second home. 
Yeah, that was my specialty too. I spent 10 years working in the emergency department and you're so right. Every shift is a learning experience and every shift is different. So it makes it very fun. Can't You can't ever get bored in emergency medicine. That's for sure. Okay. So where can our listeners find you if they want to reach out and get any advice? Actually, I do have an Instagram. So definitely on Instagram. And then my email, if anyone ever wants to contact me, is just aham1994 at yahoo.com. And listeners, we will put all of that in the episode notes. And our last and final question for you, Alyssa, the best question, who are you when the white coat comes off? I love to go running. I love working out with my fiance. We have three little uh, adopted dogs at home um, that we just play with in the backyard. And then our favorite thing to do is just be out spending as much time outside. So yeah, we just love going on adventures and hiking when we can. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Love it. Girl after my heart. Love all of those things. Alyssa, thank you so, so much for coming onto the podcast today, for sharing your message and your journey and your words of wisdom. And listeners, we'll put everything in the episode notes. And Alyssa, thank you so much again. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Where the White Coats Come Off. We are so excited to be a part of your path to getting accepted to PA school. Before you go, make sure you go to the show notes and save your seat for our upcoming three-day PA school application workshop happening January 22nd through the 24th. We are going to be talking about what you need to be doing right now to become a more competitive candidate so you are ready to apply when the new cycle opens in just a few months. Each day is a different topic and there will be giveaways and fun surprises and it's totally free. It's our gift to you to help you put together your strongest CASPA application. So go to the show notes, save your seat, and mark your calendars for January 22nd through the 24th, and we cannot wait to see you there. Have a great day, and we'll catch you at the next episode.